Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome back. I'm Arlene Bynum for Alex Pearson tonight. And we're going to start with the violence in California. And let's face it, uh, the violence in California or Pittsburgh, it's not in that city anymore. It's all of our violence. And the violence in Toronto was at one time the world's violence, the van attack, the shooting on the Danforth. And it comes together in all these different ways. And I think it becomes personal. I just shared with you what I go through. And as a journalist, I'm very clear. After 9-11, it was always, wow, I have to think of this new thing. Is this terrorism? Is there, is it, are they lying to me? Are they, they hiding it? Is this, is this growing? And now it's coming out all over from anti-Semitism to the bomber taking aim at politicians that he didn't agree with incels we're learning all this stuff it is about people who are radicalized or affected in some degree but we don't know who a terrorist is anymore we're finding out a little bit more about what's going on in california and if you're like me you're looking for where am i going to place this and and who am i going to say oh it's that kind of a person before we go to the phones we're going to take your thoughts on how and who you think the modern terror is what have we learned from this let's talk about what we know here is law enforcement giving us the latest on this killer good morning ladies and gentlemen I have a couple pieces of information I want to release to you. First of all, in regarding the victims, we are still working to identify them and make notifications, so we will not be releasing any victim's name at this time. We have identified the suspect. Uh, approximately an hour ago, the suspect was identified as Ian David Long, I-A-N David Long, a birth date of March 27, 1990. He was 28 years old. We've had several contacts with Mr. Long over the years, minor events such as a traffic collision. He was a victim of a battery at a local bar in 2015. In April of this year, deputies were called to his house uh, for a subject disturbing. They went to the house, they talked to him. Uh, he, was, he was somewhat irate, acting a little irrationally. They called out our crisis intervention team, our mental health specialist who met with him, talked to him and cleared him, didn't feel that he was qualified to be taken under 5150, and he was left at that scene last April. Uh, deputies are at the house now. There we are. Some of the latest details. We start processing. We start reflecting and say, how does that tie into what happened on the Danforth? What happened with the van? What happened in Pittsburgh? What happened with the bomber? And how am I processing this? Who am I frightened of? We're going to go to the phones here as we begin. Don is going to start us off. And Lindsay, hi, Don. Hey, good evening, Arlene. It's nice to hear your voice tonight. Um, you know what? I'm. This is going to come off sounding yeah. a little offside, 
Um, I am pleased the guy is a former Marine. Why? Uh, Well, you know what? Because I think the... When people run to excuses, they run to a, a person of color or race, mm-hmm. sorry, a race or religion, or he was wearing a burqa or she was wearing a burqa or whatever. But what I think the real enemy is, and I don't mean enemy in, you know, we need to confront it, but we need to address it, is mental health. And because mental health doesn't wear a hard hat, doesn't wear a burqa, in this case maybe a beret, it, it crosses all nationalities, all religions. And and that's the problem needs addressing. And does that make you feel better then? Is that what you're saying, Don? Well, I think if um, if people relaxed a little bit about a mosque down the street and invested the same energy and attention into um, our families and our friends and our neighbors in terms of their mental mm. health, uh, I think we'd be stronger advancements uh, in preventing incidents like this. All right. Thank you, Don. Starting with that, there we go. Don kind of saying what maybe a lot of us feel. He felt relief, and he felt relief that it didn't go into one of those categories. Mike in Toronto. Hey, Mike, welcome. Thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Um, You know, this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I was I was very on edge being uh, a Muslim Canadian. I was very on edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I was I was hoping um, that it wasn't somebody named Ahmed or something. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I hate to say that, but it, you know, it's just the way I felt. And you know, now now that now that we look we look at the at the, at the facts, and and it happens to be a ex Marine Caucasian male. Um, you know, it's it just. It just goes to show where where us as a society needs to invest into the people. You know, you know the guy served the served this country, and you know we he slipped in the cracks. He slipped through the cracks. There's no mental health backing. You know, uh, you know ex ex um, soldiers in Canada. PTSD. That's what they're saying. He said he probably suffered from PTSD. But is it an excuse, Mike? I mean, or are you bec- are you looking at things a little differently because? Many people, as you know, after nine eleven, it was wow. What is this person's name? You know, you know that's that's how I felt the whole way through this morning mm-hmm. on the way on the way to really? work. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, you know, it, it, it is an excuse. I think we need to confront it. I think we need to find ways to help these folks and you know hold their hands all the way right through it. You know, don't let them slip through the cracks because you know we can't afford another mass shooting. And, and blame it on I know, they're happening all the time. Mike, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for your your input there. Joe and Vaughn. Hey, Joe. Hi there. So, you know, when I think about it, I mm-hmm. mean, you can look at ideology, you could look at mental health, or you can look at a little bit of both. Because I think even if you go by, quote, unquote, you know, the terrorism perspective on this, mm-hmm. I think there has to be uh, an element of mental health for someone to, to, to perpetrate such a mass shooting or, or van attack or bombing or whatever. Yeah, it all comes together. And I I know what you're saying. People have to have a vulnerability. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Are we looking at things differently? We, You know, we look at radical um, religion on how many deaths that caused and that kind of terrorism. But I think what you're saying is there's, there's kind of a common thread here. These people are, are very vulnerable. And they all pick their reason. Right. But 
what really concerns me is, I mean, I don't want to start, you know, talking about the whole gun issue in the U.S. because that's yeah. a whole different issue. But what I do want to say is, let's take the example of a, of a van attack. Like, you don't need really anything sophisticated to drive. It doesn't have to be a van. Any sort of vehicle, you know, to, I don't know, a young Yeah, I, I mean, you don't need an airplane anymore. And to plan well, for, I, for all that time, it can, it can happen in all those ways. Joe, thank you. I, I just want to get to a couple more callers here. Michael in Toronto. Hey, Michael. Hey, hi, Arlene. I, I was just going to say, I think it's becoming undefinable in a way that there is no sort of stereotypical terrorist anymore um, and that nobody's fitting into a box neatly but I was just going to echo the point about vulnerability I think there are a lot of people that are hurting out there for whatever reason I think some of it can also be economically as well uh, could be emotionally or you know relationships wise and I think people are just sort of acting out in in that particular way but I think the concerning part is that it's almost becoming like yesterday's news where it's happening so quickly that nobody can keep track anymore and I think what the new rise, what we're seeing, is a lot more of the political violence, especially with the guy with the pipe bombs in the mm-hmm. state, and then also the uh, anti-Semitic attack in the synagogue in Pittsburgh. And I think my concern is that we're going to see more of that type of political violence. We may. Why do you think we're going to see it, Michael? You know what? I think it's economic. A lot of people they... are, are really struggling. Look at the thing today about Bombardier. Mm-hmm. 5,000 jobs lost. A lot of people are in a lot of debt, and and, uh, they're trying to find... uh, I know what you're saying, but a lot of these people aren't uh, really in debt, we're finding. They're they're trouble. But I I, I see what you're saying here, because I think everybody has this queasy feeling that maybe the political is going to start getting in here. Thank you so much for your call. And when Michael says political, let's face it, terrorism is also political. Uh, Dylan in Toronto. Hi, Dylan. Hi. Hi. I don't think uh, we don't we don't take this issue seriously enough in Canada, specifically in Toronto. What do you mean we don't take it seriously? Well, what issue? What issue? The government's really always trying to cover it up. Never really wants to admit there's a problem. I mean, today we still have special constables that aren't armed, putting their life at risk. You're giving the police powers, but you're not letting them be able to protect themselves or really deal with the issues at hand. So what's that? Well, that hasn't impacted how we handle these things. Well, this is terrorism. People radicalize. I don't get what you're saying. You're right. But we don't take law enforcement seriously. Like we try to downplay. Yeah, but that's something else. That's something else. Don't you think? I mean, we're, we're trying to talk here about who terrorists are and whether or not when we put all this stuff, like Michael the caller said, put it through our brain that we don't know anymore. It's all just one thing folding into the other. Kevin is in Toronto. Kevin. Yeah, a long, short answer. I still think that, you know, government is the ultimate terrorist. Like the definition of it is the unuseful, the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aid. Yeah, but we're not talking. No, no, no. We're, you're off topic, too. Yeah, when we're talking about terrorism here. These people are being killed by radicalized people, and that is what has a lot of people so very confused. Rick and Barry. I'll try Rick before we go to the, the break. Uh, anyway, uh, all religion is a form of evil. I don't. It's all wrong. All of it's wrong. It's completely wrong. It defies. It puts people against each other. And, you know, like Toronto's slogan, diversity is our strength. Unity is strength, not diversity. Right. And as far as the shooting goes, we're never really going to know the truth. It's going to get twisted to fit the narrative to what people want to have. 
or what they want to use it towards. So we'll never really know why he did it. All right. It's all a big, it's all a big conspiracy, Rick and Barry. Thank you so much. We're going to take a break and we will return. Don't go away. I'm Arlene Bunnett and for Alex Pearson, it's going to be a blast. We have way more. This is Global News Radio.